Hey, hey everybody, it's uh, it's your old buddy Bill, and times have been good for old Bill lately. I've got a sweet new gig down outside the 7-Eleven. I just sling this sign around 12 hours a day about, you know, pulls in some pretty good bread in my opinion, and uh, I'm here to tell you that uh, you're about to hear some pretty, uh, some pretty explicit words on this podcast, and uh, if you go back and listen to older episodes, you might hear a few things here and there, you know, maybe about me, maybe about other things, and uh, I just want to let everybody know that uh, they're pretty much not true. I've checked, you know, I've listened to them, I've checked my bank records, I've checked my journals, and I have no memory of any of this stuff happening. You know, to, to quote the great philosopher Ronald Reagan, it's, I don't recall. I just don't recall it. And uh, so it'd be really cool if you actually didn't listen at all. Because I don't want to get back to Mr. Eleven, where I work, or Mrs. Eleven. Okay, I haven't checked. Could be both, could be neither. Who knows? So, uh, you know, anyway, you got it. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest and greatest installment of Deep Folking. Whoa, 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 whoa. So, this is the, <laughs> the segment or episodic format of our show where we talk about things that are not state episodes. Yep. And today, in the studio, we have myself, Brett, accompanied by... Uh, Nick. Excellent. Here. Who else is here? Yep. Ethan, too. Great. Yep. Brett, Nick, and Ethan. Yep. The we're A all, team. The A, we're whoa, the, whoa, we got upgraded. We're the A team now. That's right, Dan, you piece of shit. Yeah. It's like the A teens, but people like us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> we did it. Finally. Uh, so if you guys have listened to our show before, this is uh, a place where we allow ourselves to take a divergent from our normal state episodes right. and go into something interesting that we want to talk about other than American state folklore. Yep. Let our hair down a little bit, so to speak. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. These are more of a free-form discussion around a topic that we picked maybe a week or so ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, in your time, who knows? Who knows? We've studied this for years. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, tonight, what we're actually going to be talking about is a genre of movie that I think our listeners would all actually really appreciate and enjoy. And chances are, if you listen to the show, you probably are already familiar with the genre. Greek musicals. Oh, it's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Mama Mia. Mama Mia. (laughs) I think that that qualifies as a Greek musical because it is set in Greece and it's a musical. That's right. (laughs) Uh, Quick question about Mama Mia before we get into the actual topic. Oh, I'm so ready. Yeah, let me hear Uh, it. 
Do you think that Mamma Mia was filmed, in, or excuse me, was set in a universe in which ABBA was incredibly popular and everybody knew the songs to ABBA or ABBA never existed and the writer just chose to use ABBA music for it? What do you think makes the most sense in universe and go? I'll let you go first, Ethan. You look like you got a good point. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for it. I think it's one where ABBA was overwhelmingly popular and everyone knows it. I'm really glad you said that because I was going to say the complete opposite. <laughs> <laughs> I think that ABBA completely does not exist because there are yeah. several scenes in the movies mm-hmm. where the stars of ABBA are like in them. Usually, like like in the second uh, one, in the scene where they're in like the little oh my French God, cafe. You've seen way more of fucking Mamma oh, yeah. Mia than no, I. No, I've seen the second one like four times. Oh, a classic. I have a problem. <laughs> so when they're in like the the French cafe scene, yeah. Um, one of the guys playing the piano is one of the original members of ABBA. <laughs> is and ABBA? If they were truly that John that ABBA pop- himself, it's John ABBA himself descended from the mount. To play the piano. <laughs> so if, yeah. So if they if, were that popular, like, he definitely would have gotten recognized. <laughs> that's actually that's a, a very really compelling argument. Yeah. We're yeah. just shifting gears. We're, we're only truly talking about Greek musicals. <laughs> that's right. Also known as Mamma Mia, Mia and Mamma Mia 2. Mamma Mia 2, <laughs> I have not seen. Should I see it? I, I think I like it better than the first one, honestly. Sh- I hear Cher's in it. Cher is in it. That's, mm. gr- that's that's great. A, that's yeah. a bonus right there. Wow. Share's in it. Lily James is in it as wow. young mother to um the main girl. Yeah. Do you know her name because I've watched them five times. I think her, her name is Abba. Yes, the young Abba. <laughs> the young Abba. Young Abba. Fantastic. Her, that's Mamma Mia, right? Yeah. She's Mamma Mia. Well, Mamma Mia is played by Meryl Streep traditionally, uh. and this is young Mamma Mia. <laughs> <laughs> it's a prequel. It's is this a prequel? Is Mamma Mia 2 a prequel? It's a little bit of both. It's a sequel, technically. So it's like Godfather 2. It is like Godfather 2. <laughs> they so go back and forth. So a little bit of it is young Mamma Mia right. as she's like, you know, like a young banging all three Tom guys Corley that could potentially be the dads. And then it like right. jumps back to the present day where the yeah. daughter, Sophie, that's her name, when that's Sophie name. is trying to get the hotel up and running. It's okay. a phenomenal film. Should have won all the awards. So, Mamma Mia Two is the Godfather Two of the Greek Mama music franchise. Right. Yep. The Mamma Mia franchise. Fredo's um, in it. Everybody loves him. Yeah. Just kidding. They don't because he's Fredo. Look what they did to my Mamma Mia. <laughs> Mamma Mia, you were my mother. <laughs> I loved you. Oh shit. That's when she kills Meryl Streep. Right. Right. Yeah. Of course. It's cold blood. <laughs> Spoilers, Spoilers sorry. So anyway, uh, that was our uh, digression on Mamma Mia. <laughs> we, That's why we have these episodes. We're, we're, sorry, everybody. We're actually not talking about Mamma Mia today. We're not. We're talking about a genre of film <laughs> called folk horror. Sorry, uh, still on the Mamma Mia train there. So, if you like that idea, though, let us know on Twitter. Yeah. We'll pick it back up. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll pick that one right back up because you guys know we're, we're all about fan feedback and ignoring it. Uh, so, <laughs> So, so folk horror. Folk horror, yeah. It's what? a uh, subgenre of horror fiction yeah. uh, that started out as literature. Mm-hmm. They got moved into the movie world in right. like the 70s. Okay. Uh, and I think it's something that our audience would actually very much appreciate. Because uh, like one of the things that kind of typifies the genre of folk horror mm-hmm. is the inclusion of 
folklore oh, as part great. of like the entities. To That's it. us, right? Exactly. That's where the intersection of we're folklore. Making, we're and making movies. hand motions. Yeah, that's right. Our fingers They're, are interlacing. My fingers <laughs> and Ethan's fingers are interlacing, <laughs> but separately. I turned down the lights, yeah. and we're all ready now. Exactly. It's on an amorous mood in the studio <laughs> tonight. So folk horror. Folk horror. Yes. You, you got any? Uh, that's a pretty good... I was going to ask for a definition, but that sounds yeah. like a good definition. So typically what you'll see in a folk horror movie yeah. is using uh, pre-Christian folk traditions as part of the catalyst mm-hmm. for the thrills and chills of the movie. Right. Uh, so like it would... like I'll give you an example. It would, okay. Like it would not be like the uh, exorcist would not fall into folk horror. Dude. Yeah. Because uh, the Exorcist. The is, other day we were, yeah, talking, we were talking about, about an about audience. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, the reason why the Exorcist would not be included in this yeah. is because it's going to have Judeo-Christian mythology uh, as the catalyst for the horror, right? As opposed to folk horror, which is a pre-Christian mythology. Yeah. So I dig it. Yeah. What you'll also see is like a lot of times these movies uh, are not super like positive towards magic practice or polytheist because those right. are usually the bad guys yeah uh but uh someone like myself that's in both of those communities absolutely loves these movies because yeah. a lot of times the directors actually get a lot of stuff right in them which yeah. is fun <laughs> they do their homework yeah, yeah exactly it's not just cult shit yeah it's like, like oh here's a specific thing right like that we're taking from uh heredity or hereditary for yes. example oh uh, man it's good good horror movie close ish yeah. to folk horror not quite in in my personal definition right. of it because uh, a lot of the stuff was close but not quite right <laughs> yeah i can see that uh it, it lied heavily on the demon aspect of it it did yeah yeah the, plus uh, at the very hereditary spoilers sorry everybody sorry it's been out for quite a while yeah you Manos should just brings everybody it. <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> at the very end i felt like the cult thing it felt like I'm trying to think of a good word for it, but it felt like the director was like, "Okay, here's some cult shit. All right, there it is. That's yeah. it." it that and he didn't do his homework for like an occult practitioner was like mm-hmm. a fucking grab bag yeah. of things that look occult but aren't quite. The and, party city of a cult, basically. Yeah, kind of. It was like, you know, a little bit of that. I like the right. aesthetic of that. These spiders are this... icky, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it didn't make a cohesive uh, practice in mm-hmm. it. But a folk horror film, when done well, makes you feel like the entities or the things in the background could actually be a real thing. Yeah. And I think uh, I'll give you another an example of what I consider to be a good folk horror movie. Okay. Uh, which is the ritual? Has anyone any of you guys seen that? I've seen the ritual. I haven't seen it, but it's come up a lot in my research. You it's, should watch it. We won't spoil it for you since you haven't seen it. It's the okay. Swedish film, right? Yes. Yeah. On and Netflix. Oh, yes. With the fish. Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> famed it's gelatin the, fish. That's right. <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> it's horrible. Uh, Sugar in those things. I know. Whoa. <laughs> did Did you like the ritual, Ethan? I'm curious. I enjo- I enjoyed the ritual, but the ritual became something. That I didn't expect. I was right. ex- I was expecting a uh, not Blair Witch Project, but something feels like it. Yeah, in the beginning. Some- yeah, something closer to that because I thought it was going to be set in uh, more of a concrete reality. Yeah. So I thought that the ritual it was going to be culty, right? You know, 
um, light. Cult light diet cult. Yeah. New cult. And then it went full, full on. on. And cult. I was like, yeah. oh, fuck. <laughs> so not only is it like cult, it is like fucking, not only are they a cult, but they're right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So that's what I, like, yeah. they, they made a lot of decisions right. with that, especially at the end when the fucking thing happens. And uh-huh. they're like, oh, oh, okay. Oh, oh, okay. oh, 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 they were right the whole time. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Who could have guessed? Yeah. <laughs> so, it kind of comes out of left field there. And, and for anyone listening who hasn't watched it, I do recommend you watch it. It's really good. Absolutely. But you'll know exactly exactly <laughs> what we're talking about when you watch Like, so, Nick, when you watch it, you'll know precisely the moment we're referring I'll to. I'll text you guys <laughs> and be like, it did happen and you were right. Yeah. This was vague enough to not give anything away major <laughs> yeah. because I do want you to see it because we mm-hmm. may end up talking about this later. Yeah. Uh, but holy shit, it takes a hard right turn. Ooh, it does. <laughs> it really does, yeah. Uh, and I think that that is a good example of it done very well. Sure. Uh, and for those of you that like cult folk horror movies yeah Sorry, that was kind of a lot of genre names <laughs> mushed together uh the genre kicks up in like the 70s 80s because mm-hmm. uh, that was at a time where um like folk magic and uh like practical magic and polytheism was getting kind of a revival uh in the world especially in the uk which is actually where this whole uh mm-hmm. genre starts so we're talking yeah. English. You're talking like English. Western English to, Europe. Yeah, Western Europe. Yeah, okay. too. And that's why there's a very limited amount of this. Right. Because it, like, it's a genre that didn't really take off in like huge popularity. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why there's, like as we've only named, about three of them. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty limited genre. Yeah. But when done right, I think that this audience would fucking eat it up. I think so. I do. Yeah, and I feel like I'm like kind of the target audience for this show. Too. <laughs> that's tr- that's true. They just open the movie and they're like, you know, oh, now watching so and so for Brett. Yeah, for thanks. Brett. Special, I'm in the special acknowledgement. Yeah, feel. special thanks to Brett. <laughs> yeah, uh, and uh, one of the things that I think is kind of the to me masterpiece of the genre, and probably the first most famous one. Yeah, uh, is the Wicker Man. 2006, 2000, Nicholas Cage. Yeah, Nicholas Cage, 2006. <laughs> no, 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 no. God, no. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Scrub it. Yeah. It's like Scrub Season 9. We're going to just. It does, yeah. <laughs> it happen. It, yeah. I, we will talk about that Wicker right. Man. We, we will get to that one. Right. But what we want to talk about tonight is the original Wicker Man and our thoughts and feelings on it as part of the folk horror genre. Perfect. Sound good? That's All a- in. That All sounds right. fantastic. So if you guys haven't seen this movie, now would be a really good time to pause this, go watch the movie, right? which you can find available on iTunes or oh, yeah. elsewhere on the internet. Just somewhere else? Just, who knows? I don't know. Because I bought the movie. Though. Yeah. I purchased it. Exactly. For As this episode. Nick also purchased it. We yep. now own three copies uh, uh-huh. of The Wicker Man. On VHS. Yep. That's fantastic. <laughs> it. Uh, right up my old tape player. Yeah. Just fired it up. Uh-huh. Just put we it in. Came over to Nick's house with his uh, nice, you know, wood walls. Yeah, shag carpeting. Really fucking. It's not because of the oh. deep pile of the carpet. It's because we fuck on it. Fuck. A really big fat TV. Yeah. Yeah. It weighs nice curve. Thousand pounds. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can't get it upstairs. Yeah. It's like, well, this is where the TV lives. We built the room around it. <laughs> yeah. To our in room shelving TV. Yeah. Uh, remember when people did that with TVs? It was so goddamn heavy. They're like, "Okay, here's the living room. This is gonna be it for 40 years." Yeah, we're not yep. we're not 
we're gonna fix this fucking thing when it breaks. <laughs> yep. and that's it. We're that's not it. taking down the wood paneling because I can't move the TV. <laughs> <laughs> it's built into the around surrounding shelves, yeah. <laughs> which are anchored into the fucking bedrock of that's, the wall. Exactly. Our titanium I'm, nails and concrete everything. Yeah, I'm describing my parents' house, right? Seventies uh, and eighties. <laughs> yeah, I was picturing my grandmother's old house. Yeah, yeah. So Sam. Pretty accurate. Sam, I was pretty cool. Nick's grandma's house. Yeah. yeah. We've all been there. <laughs> We've all been there. That's where we watched The Wicker Man. Exactly. So, 1973. A very good year. <laughs> the Wicker Man. The Wicker Man comes out to a probably mediocre, <laughs> like, critical. Acro- from, what I, from what I read, critics were cool with it. Yeah. But not a lot of people went and saw it. Yeah, that's that's pretty much the case. It didn't really pick up in popularity until it was something that you could, you know, buy a copy for yourself. Right. <laughs> like yeah. I'm not gonna go to the theater and tell people I'm really weird. I just am, so I'll buy it later. Right, exactly. <laughs> I don't want them to know what I'm into. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh for so by the way, we're gonna start talking about the movie now. So if you haven't watched it, so we gave it, you the warning. You've been spoiler warned, all right? So yeah. I don't feel bad about this. We'll even give you an extra 2 seconds. Okay. okay. There we go. <laughs> that was so great. Yeah. Wow. All right. So, uh Wicker Man uh, is a really good example of the genre. Yeah. Uh filmed in the United Kingdom, specifically in Scotland. I believe in the Hebrides. Uh, so those are the little islands off the coast of Scotland. Great and uh, great it, location, beautiful location. It I was like, gorgeous. As you can see in the movie, yeah. First of all, you have to get in there by a plane, yeah, seaplane. Which, by the way, t- yeah. So should we describe the plot of the movie? Yeah, let's let's do and then that. handle the culty. Yeah, we'll sure. get like the ten thousand culty because it, yeah, it's not quite, but sort of. Cult is not necessarily a bad term in this, right? Because it's the part of their religion. Yeah, and a cult is just a <laughs> hidden religion outside right. of the modern a pejorative term right <laughs> like can we all just like because i've had that discussion before cults versus religions i don't want to launch into that because that's a whole well it would actually thing, but... be pretty oh, pertinent it, to the yeah, film it's actually probably spot on because but... like a cult in unto itself you know prior mm-hmm. to like the modern day 20th century death cult uh where all the practitioners either kill themselves or force the government to kill them right uh wasn't really a bad thing and no. isn't really because it's typically just a hidden or closeted secretive group right. of people practicing a similar practice yeah and where it's not really either a welcome to the public or not a uh, proselytizing type yeah. of religion that brings people in. Right. Something that you have to seek out. Yeah, Or exactly. like a, this is our thing. We're going to kind of yeah, we'll do exactly. it. If you find us and you're interested, cool. Come hang out and have dinner. But like, right. yeah. otherwise leave us alone. Exactly. So I could, uh, I think there's a Frank Zappa quote that said the only difference between cult and religions is a uh, membership. <laughs> and I've always that's wow, a good quote. That is really good. I've always stuck with that as like kind of the dev- I know that that's probably there's a way better you know definition for it, but I always thought about that. We've all just agreed, like take Christianity for example, right? Uh, we've all just agreed that all that is normal, right? You because know, there's so many people that do it, right? So we've and all his, just yeah, you know, kind of like paper. There's no actual value to money. It's just paper. Yeah, we've all you know? collectively agreed there is value. Right, to exactly. So that's why I always give cults that aren't, you know, super duper spoopy and, you know, scaring people, I guess. <laughs> I'm always kind of okay with them. I'm like, right. oh, yeah, okay. In an alternate universe, maybe they're the... Uh, yeah, like mainstream religion. Right? <laughs> you know? So that's kind of the vibe I got from Wicker Man the whole time. And partially yeah. why I fucking hated Howie. 
And I oh, you you now are in the I did, camp of people that hate. I didn't now. know we, we were him in like thirty seconds before we started recording. Because <laughs> we were just kind of like feeling each other out. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I don't know. When I don't we know. said that, and he goes, "Oh my you know, God, you're right." You know what? Before, <laughs> fuck that guy. Before we get into yeah. fuck Howie, let's give a little brief outline yeah. of the movie. Right. Uh, so, for those of you guys that have watched the movie now, mm-hmm. obviously the movie is about Sergeant Howie. Uh, the detestable cunt cop from London <laughs> yeah. who is the worst, absolute Awful. worst, uh, yeah. that has flown into Summer Isle, yeah. uh, which is owned and managed by the local chief, mayor, whatever, yeah. lord, who knows, mm-hmm. uh, Summer Isle. I think, he was, I think they called him Lord Summer yeah. Isle. And he's like apparently like the municipal and religious head of mm-hmm. this little community. Yeah. And he's played by Christopher Lee. And is excellent. He kills it. He's so amazing. Yeah. And we'll talk about why he's amazing in a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, But essentially, uh, Howie, who is the worst, uh, goes to Summer Isle because a child has been reported missing. Yeah. Uh, So he flies to this remote village on an island in the Hebrides to go find this missing child. By himself. Alone. Yeah. uh, On a little seaplane. Yeah, which apparently he knows how to drive. Right. Which is... Great, I guess. Scotland, everybody has a C plus. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> I, yeah. During the opening titles, when it just is him flying in the little plane, I'm going, God, how how far away is this? What the fuck is going on? Like, he flew he there from like London. He off and lands five minutes <laughs> like later. He goes, oh, what a flight. Yeah. <laughs> Bore my arms down. <laughs> He's on this little one-man seaplane. Yeah, like a single-engine seaplane. <laughs> he la- he lands and is immediately... A turd. A, a turd to everybody. <laughs> like he, gets, he gets greeted by the harbor master, yeah. who is like, hey, like, are this you lost? Pro- <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. why are you here? Nobody comes here. Is your plane broken? Right. right. <laughs> and he just, like, opens the door, and he goes, fuck you, give me a boat. And he's like, <laughs> give me a fucking boat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That is not far from the interaction because the guy's like, "Can I help? Can I help you? This is private property." And which is a normal thing to yeah. say. And, and he, yes, I need a dinghy. And the guy's like, "What? Why? A dinghy? A dinghy? A dinghy? Give me a dinghy!" <laughs> that really is good. very this, accurate. He's on this fucking megaphone, just going like, "Get a dinghy now!" And it's like it's like three old guys that are on the shore, like three like, elderly. Was, he was like yeah. half a how he was half a second from being like I'm a fucking cop. <laughs> <laughs> you want to get arrested? So they they take him into the village and you know he explains that he's there investigating mm-hmm. uh, the fact that this little girl is missing, and then you get all these like little background snippets of what's going on in the village. Yeah, which we're going to talk about in a second because it's fucking amazing. It is. Uh, he. Goes through his investigation, uh, turns up nothing. He has the <laughs> deductive reasoning of a child. He is the worst <laughs> detective. He's like and we've opposite. seen Inspector Gadget. Yeah. yeah. He is awful. Every sign is pointing towards scary, spooky shit going on. Right. And at no point is he like, you know no, what? No, the girl's not gone. Uh, I should probably stay here. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh, no, there's never been a Rowan here. A Rowan? What are you? What? You're <laughs> Rowan that dingy over, aren't you? Her? No, no, yeah. never, every, never. Every interaction is like that. Where Howie's like, "Are you sure? 
But, Where's the kid? But really, where is she? Oh, I don't know nothing about that, sir. Yeah. <laughs> you, should, you, should, you should talk to Lord Summerisle and how he's like, I'll do that tomorrow. I'll get to that, but I'm going to question why all these it, people. Why isn't the dude in charge the first person he talks to? <laughs> Excuse me, person in charge of this 20-person town? Yeah, I have right. to talk to you about one of your missing 20 people. Right. There's yeah. like fucking 40 people that live here, and yeah. one of them clearly isn't right. here. Why would you not talk to him first? The dude in charge of the anyway well not even that who called him yeah that was my only problem well, they, with the movie. they called him okay so so it is a they it's oh, implied that lord right. summerisle summons him Be- right yeah, I remember uh, now. because right. of Which, the lawman thing right yes. so, anyway, <laughs> so, so he's got this picture of the kid and he keeps showing it to everybody and they're like i don't know what the fuck you're talking about and how he's like you know what I'm not going to call for backup. Because <laughs> me, Sergeant Howie. An unarmed English officer. <laughs> Strong arm Bobby. It's going to take this Give me one. a whiskey and the child. Yeah. It's, he's drinking on the job, by the way, right. as well. Like hard liquor, not a beer. And they have beer. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's he shown could, that they have beer. He could kick back with a beer, but instead he's like. barrels of ale, and yeah. he just walks up to the bartender and barks, whiskey. And he, and he starts hitting his fucking wallet or whatever on the counter. So rude. Yeah. And he's like, hey, all you pub fucks. I'm, I'm here to find this fucking kid. And if any of y'all are fucking lying to me. I'm going to arrest you on my little seaplane. We're going to go to London. I'm, I'm going to arrest you and take you to London one at a time. <laughs> I'll be back. It's going to cost a lot in fuel, but it'll be worth it. It'll be worth Especially it. Especially you. For the, for the good of the queen and realm. And Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> so that, We haven't even gotten to that yeah. part. <laughs> so essentially, he goes through the rest of his time there trying to find this kid, right? And he can't. And he sees a bunch of weird cult stuff, which we'll talk about. And uh, then he meets Christopher Lee, who's charismatic as hell. It's his just hair a, is what sold me. His, his, I was like, man, that guy's so cool. It was he incredible. Looks awesome. Yeah. And he, his speech is just impeccable. Oh, really? Like, right? I loved it. So he, after, he talks to him, finds yeah. out more about the island after seeing some like mm-hmm. religious things that he completely discounts. Yes. And is kind of a bigot about. Yeah. He's, He's like, I don't see any church. <laughs> where's your church? So, uh, where's- oh, she's in the churchyard? <laughs> well, and they're like, well, no, it's not really a church. And he goes, it's a goddamn church. <laughs> <laughs> he really did. Goddamn church. He's like, you pagan fucks. <laughs> and, and I love that scene because he goes so far out of his way to make a cross out of trash. <laughs> on a grave. On a grave. Yeah, there's a bunch of garbage on a grave and he like... Breaks it apart and makes a cross and is like, ah, good, good. This I've was, done the Lord's work today. <laughs> this my is, work here is done. This is a good investment of my time. <laughs> Fuck everyone else's graves except this one. <laughs> so, so he goes and he, he confronts Lord Summerisle about the missing girl. Right. Lord Summerisle gives him an explanation of actually what's going on on the island. Straight up which, tells him everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah he's like completely no transparent. whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah, look, my grandfather came here. Yep. There was nothing. Uh, he was a Victorian scientist. Great backstory, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I'd watch the hell out of a prequel movie. Oh, shit. Yeah. Right? Definitely. Uh, and he explains that he is a Victorian agronomist. Who brought you know cultivars of plant that would actually grow on the island mm-hmm. in its weird little microclimate? Yeah, and as a way of making the villagers work for him more, let them start practicing their original religion again. 
Uh, oh yeah. yeah. And so, uh, you know, if we're in the Victorian era, we're somewhere in the 19th century, probably because mm-hmm. the movie's filmed in the 70s. Yeah. So I think it does take place in 1973. Yeah, in 1972 or 73. I think. Yeah. So let's say Lord Summerall's what 40, 50 in this movie, I'd maybe 40s. Yeah, 40s? probably. Yeah. So that means he would have been born in what the 30s, mm-hmm. likely. Yeah. His father probably born in the 1890s. Yeah. Father's father, probably. All up in the 19th century. Yeah, sometime in the 19th century. Yeah. Uh, so they've apparently reverted back to their like pre-Christian religion on yeah. the island. And he said that his grandfather did it as a means to an end, but mm-hmm. his father did it out of love. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> that <laughs> like, is a really cool story. Yeah. And so like it went from like this business decision to like mm-hmm. his father actually started believing in it and, and so joined he's... in. And he's like one all in. So he's, he's like, fuck yeah. <laughs> fuck man. yeah, man. I'm a fucking wealthy yeah. Englishman who is also a pagan living on this island with all my dudes. Everyone loves me. Yeah. Everyone loves this island we got going on. Like, we can fuck whenever we want. It's like, great. Everyone's... This island is Brett's true retirement dream. <laughs> it <dream. laughs> really <laughs> is. If it were a place that I could go and live, I would go and live oh. there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So, uh, Howie shits all over that. <laughs> like, directly sure to does. him. Like, in his own home, to his face. Yeah. <laughs> Comes to this guy's home. <laughs> Here's a, Thanks so, for all your like, hospitality, but Jesus lives here. Yeah. So I'm going to keep looking. You know, I'm happy your little like pagan religion's fun, but uh, this is the Lord's Island. <laughs> you, so, uh, and I don't mean you, Lord. So, yeah. so. There's only one Lord. Yeah. All right. Okay. And it ain't okay. you, buddy. All right. So <laughs> first things first, y'all need a church. Second things first, where's the fucking kid? <laughs> Is the order in which he is like giving a shit. His order of concern. Yeah. He's like, gotta solve this case, and then way above it is like bring Christianity back. <laughs> a true Englishman. I mean he's a Scotsman, but we'll just yeah. say the greater UK. Right. A true man of the realm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's like, nah, fuck this. <laughs> like Lord Summerall rebuffs him completely. Yeah. Oh yeah. And like one of the most fucking funniest shutdowns of the whole movie. <laughs> Uh, where he says, like, a heathen, conceivably, but not, I hope, an unenlightened one. <laughs> just kicks him the fuck out of his house. <laughs> He's like, I'm not a Christian, but, like, I'm not a fucking idiot, Howie. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> and he just fucking boots him out. Yeah, I love it. And he tells him, you know, you you, got, you should leave before tomorrow. Yeah. And, like, literally everyone <laughs> on this island is telling him to leave. You need to leave before tomorrow. Which... If I'm being real, is probably one of the best things those citizens could have done for him. Yeah. Because, I mean, given how the rest of the movie goes, they're really, really trying. They're like, you should probably go home before something happens. Because on the day of the thing, it's not. It's you, not you're not be from pretty. around here. You're not going to get it. Yeah. And it, you're not going to like it. No. Obviously. So I've got, so let's let's finish the plot of the film. Yeah. And essentially, day of the day of the thing. It's May Day. Uh-huh. Right. May Day. Day of fertility rights and yeah. all that good stuff. So we find out the crops have been failing. Yeah for the last year and mm-hmm. they've got to do something drastic to make them you know regrow right some sort of some sort of sacrifice yeah but so, not an animal sacrifice because as we learned not super potent right exactly they yeah. need something super potent yeah so they build are, are we gonna cut right to it we can cut right yeah, to we it then well. we can because there's a lot of cool stuff to unpack a in the bu- mayday celebration oh definitely yeah. so he he hunts around mayday's going on he eventually thinks he's tricking them but he's a moron and so Howie, 
Howie is in fact tricked, and uh, they fucking put him in a giant wicker man. The name of the movie. Yeah. He finds the girl. He thinks he's rescuing her. <laughs> the they girl get to leads the other him. side of the yeah. cave, mm-hmm. and then everybody like Lord Summerisle standing there. Everybody, and he's just kind of like, "I found her," and they're like, "No, yeah, we know." We, <laughs> you, you we know, fucking dude. moron. Yeah, we're now gonna burn you in the wicker man. Yeah, and so they they, and they sacrifice all live happily ever after. Yeah, yeah, and that's great. I think that's the implication that of the movie. Seems to, <laughs> they live happily ever that after. Seems he to doesn't. Be, yeah, yeah. Not him. They sacrifice Howie by burning him in a giant wicker man effigy right. that is filled with livestock to really shore up. Yeah, the sacrifice. Like, we're really, <laughs> they're really giving it all. Like, we put some good gas in there, but here's an additive just yeah. in case. Yeah, exactly. Never. You don't want to. Like we don't want to fuck this up. We don't really want to do this again, <laughs> right? Yeah, this is it's pr- a lot of work to kill a stupid cop from yeah. Scotland. <laughs> this is tricky. Yeah. yeah, so they burn him alive. They sing about the sun summer coming, mm-hmm. and hopefully everybody has good times from yeah. then on out. Right, because the greatest every- dick of all time is now gone. <laughs> so it all Obviously works. Out. A net positive for everybody. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, it really works out. So that's the basic plot of the Wicker Man. Shall we start diving into the absolutely? Uh, I've got my flippers on and everything. The culty Great. stuff, the the nitty gritty of it. I am one hundred percent ready for this. So, uh, where where do you want to start? Because I've got a bunch of stuff that I'd like <laughs> to talk about. Uh, like, what do you want to talk about? You want to talk Should... about the island itself first? Yeah, I feel that, like that's a good place. That to is start. a good yeah. Yeah, we can do that. So the island is amazing. First of all, mm-hmm. and like obviously they've got a lot of stuff going on there. Like they have their own little like tight little knit insular community. Yeah, uh, that has a bunch of little shops and stuff. Like it's its own little economy. Yeah, really. it really is. Mm-hmm. Like they have like, a little, truly self sufficient. Like yeah. a little candy shop, which is great. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't want to go there. Oh, it's really seems bad. great. Yeah, and in the candy shop, it's all of the uh, it's a bunch of chocolate hairs. Yeah, a bunch yeah, of, yeah. So like little skulls and yeah. yeah. So I loved all the symbolism between you know the uh, the spring or the summer solstice and yeah. uh, the rebirth and all that stuff. Right. So all of the all of the hairs, not rabbits. They make a point of differentiating between yeah. the two. Yeah. Um, but all of the hair symbolism throughout the whole movie was really cool. Right. Yeah. And the, uh, I don't know if you saw this in the candy shop too, but mm. there's like a goddess cake yes. there that they, that they've made. Yeah. And it was yeah. really well done too. Like I was looking at it and I was like, that's not even remotely a prop cake. That is just, that's a, well a real cake. cake that someone made yeah. <laughs> because yeah. like, it doesn't look like they had a huge budget for the movie. So a right. lot of this stuff did look handmade. It did. And that actually adds to it. I it, think it <laughs> adds to it so much because I'm, I'm watching it going, someone, someone made that using resources that could conceivably be right. on that island. So it's not like a fucking cake made with world-class ovens or something. Right. It looks it's like, like a nice... you would make it at your home. Yeah, like a it's nice... Like literally in the hearth. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the island itself is great. I loved all the, the fucking weird plants. They really hammered home the whole... Uh, Microclimate. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they're growing all these odd fruits and veggies. Like there's sh- palm trees there yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. That you wouldn't expect in the United Kingdom. No, not yeah. at all. Especially in Scotland. Right. And uh, so I loved, I loved all of that stuff. I loved the castle. That oh, the Lord's- castle is amazing. The yeah, really in. well done. It's yeah. like it's clearly like a Victorian home mm-hmm. in a castle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's like the perfect place for Absolutely. Lord Summerisle to live in. He's, you know, he's drinking out a big goblet. 
<laughs> is it like a piano in the foyer? Which the music's a whole other thing. We could, oh, we we'll could get just, to the music. yeah, we could just dive into that. But uh, but yeah, the whole uh, the whole vibe of the island, all of the English people. Not English people, but all of the folks yeah. just living on the island seemed super happy to be there. The My favorite building in this whole fucking island mm. is the Green Man Inn. Yes. Like, does that not look like somewhere that you would want to go and hang out? That's, oh, I would absolutely <laughs> yeah, stay there. I love it. Like, they've got, like, folk band playing. They're all fucking around and having a good time. <laughs> and then Howie comes in and is like, shut the fuck up, everyone. everyone. <laughs> Why are up. you so rowdy in this pub? <laughs> in the one place of relaxation on this island. Yeah. Why is everyone blowing off steam? Man, your crops are dead, but who gives a shit? There's no church. <laughs> and the, the thing that I love about the Green Man Inn, yeah. the innkeeper. He's so seventies gay, yeah, and I oh, love for him. Sure. He's like Mister Roper. He really is. He's, he's like super duper balding, and he is he's got just, like the ascot, and he's like, "Welcome." <laughs> yeah, I loved it. He's so I, funny. I'm I'm looking over the the notes that Brett Brett made these notes. Painstakingly made. Yeah, they're incredible notes. Not Brett. Do you just want to talk about the first few there under neat? witchy things yeah absolutely so uh there's a bunch of shit in this movie if you look for it and you kind of know what you're looking for Mm -hmm. uh so first one of the first like neat things that you see is there's actually an evil eye protection spell on the boat yeah what was that that? so that's um that's a pretty commonly used symbol Mm -hmm. and basically what that is is it's protection from bad luck which is hilarious because they're using that to bring in Howie into the island. There's a certain <laughs> sense of irony for Howie. That it ended has. up being good luck for them, but yeah. Not yeah, exactly. him. <laughs> because uh, when you know what's going to happen and you know what the spell is for, mm-hmm. hilarious that anybody that's coming to the island, they immediately consider bad luck. Yeah, immediately. <laughs> and they do make it, the, the, in the film, they do make a point of showing the eye. Like every time someone's on that boat. Exactly. And they like zoom in on it. Yeah. Uh, we really covered the candy shop mm-hmm. uh, pretty well. Uh, one of the things that we little that we missed out on a little bit is uh, that there's some amazing like goat, apple, yeah. fertility items in the window display. Like mm-hmm. literally everything in this candy shop is just typical folk magic yeah. stuff. And it's awesome. Uh, you you know you've got the chocolate hairs in there as well, mm-hmm. and then the little girl Myrtle is act the the daughter of the candy shop owner. Yeah, is actually like painting a little hair. She is. Yeah, it's yeah, not, it's nice. And then yeah. how he's like shits on it, kind yeah. of like he does. The best part is when she just like hands him the wet paintbrush, and he looks at her like he just like, like she slapped him. <laughs> she just hands him the paintbrush, and he takes him. And he's like, what the fuck? What the fuck, child? There's, there's paint on this, you. Fucking moron! <laughs> and like, it's... go paint a church. <laughs> and you know, speaking of Myrtle, did you notice what I, all the villagers' names were? I did not the, pick up on this names, until yeah. 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 Literally everybody that is a second or third generation resident of the island, yeah, has a plant themed name. That is so cool. It didn't I didn't catch it until they got to Willow because like Rowan I didn't associate. I was just like, okay, they just keep saying her name. Yeah. And then Myrtle took me thirty seconds to figure out what the hell he was saying yeah. because it was such a heavy <laughs> accent. And then I'm like, Oh, Myrtle. 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 What's your painting there? Yeah. So it was that. And then by the time I got to Willow, I was like, Oh, there's a theme here. Yeah. And they actually point this out in a 
like a kind of a throwaway line hmm. where Howie's talking to the uh, record keeper and he notices that there's somebody named like Michael uh, on the original town charter. Yeah. Uh, or like one of the like an older an older record, like maybe from like the f- like right middle or early 20th century, late 19th century. Yeah. And he's like, why doesn't anyone have names like this anymore? And she's like. All of the older people had biblical names. Yeah. Oh, that's true. <laughs> it's I so yeah. good. It's so good. <laughs> um, I could you remind me Green Man Inn? So Green Man. Green Man is a folklore figure. Yeah. Uh, it's like one of those. Uh, it's typically seen in like churches. Okay. Uh, so if you've ever seen a face that's a bunch of leaves, that's what it is. Okay. Like a jolly green giant. <laughs> no, no, he's kind of a, a modern a, day green man. That's a good. That's a good Christian man. <laughs> so uh, the green man is usually a symbol of like male spirituality, okay, and also fertility, rebirth, and all this. Nice. Uh, it's a really cool figure that yeah. you get specifically. That is an English folkloric figure. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I do remember now. We talked about that during our Essex episode. Yes. Yep. Nice. Yeah, it's in like the church pews and like the eaves like of the church. Like on the sides yeah. and everything, yeah. Hmm. yeah. Uh, the landlord's daughter? Uh, yeah. That's all up in folklore, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Like that is like a very much like a folkloric job, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe like role would right. be a better thing. Yeah. Uh, being like the daughter of the landlord as being mm-hmm. like a... Bonerific. Bonerific hero. thing, <laughs> yeah, for lack of a better word. <laughs> And uh, to everyone, apparently, but Howie. Yeah. <laughs> no, thanks. I'm engaged. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, no, no Keep I your don't pagan. don't care if your boobs are nice. Stay in your room. Stay in your room. <laughs> don't come, don't come near me. Nude dancing scene. Yeah. It's a fucking bizarre. It really was. And it's bizarre for 70s. a bizarre movie. Yeah. yeah. That's saying something. Right. It, it stands out as being weird, like the dancing and the pounding on the walls and the slapping her ass. The, by the way, the foley on that was really good. Two Ray pointed it that really out while was. I was watching it. <laughs> it was. It just was. It, it was, was like, like I was there. I was like, wow. It's like they had a mic like right near the ass. For the <laughs> well, ass they slap. did. You just couldn't see it. Yeah. <laughs> 70s technology, It's man. a lav mic right in between the cheeks. Uh, you you know while you're going through the town, like as um, Howie is going to, uh, I think he's going to Lord Summerall's mansion for this part. Mm-hmm. Uh, or no no no, he's he's just doing a walk about the town. This on the first day, right? This yeah. is when yeah. I would have left. Yeah, <laughs> you would you would. If I were the if I were the the sergeant or whatever right. detective, and I'm just like doing a walk about, and I see all the people fucking in the fields. Yeah. And it being super normal, that's when I would have been like, ah. Maybe this place not for me. I'm going to need someone else here. <laughs> what do you think? I'm that not wearing my full body condom, so I have to go. <laughs> what do I think the this fucking in the field means? Yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely, I mean, when I was watching it, I initially was like, whoa. And then I kind of like simmered on it. I was like, well, it's probably a fertility thing. Absolutely. Is that, okay. Yeah, yeah I was like, thinking something animal-like. Making or, the fields mimic the oh. fertility aspect of having sex out there. You're teaching the fields how yeah, to do it. Like, exactly. See how we do it? Right. You, you do the plant versions. <laughs> and it makes sense for the... like. These people are like it's doing tough. fucking everything they, they really can are. to make the fields grow. Yeah. <laughs> and that's one of them. Right. Uh, then he goes, you know, he goes to the graveyard and... 
I don't know what the symbolism of this is. Well, mm-hmm. the cross symbolizes Christianity. Oh, that's what it is. I thought it was a T. It is. <laughs> T for the damn church. The goddamn church. <laughs> the nailed God. <laughs> but, you know, like he talks to the ground, the groundskeeper. Yeah. And, like all the women are kind of watering the graves. Yeah. I, I don't know what that's supposed to be for. I guess like giving nourishment to the dead or maybe encouraging like rebirth i guess i could see a rebirthing in that because they're trying to because they they focus on that yeah like it's obviously like a well like they very part of the shot say that they're like look we don't like when he's at the school they're like we don't say dead Mm -hmm. it's very much like you you're maybe this body is gone but like you're coming back to something that that was another cool point that they really focused on then in fact the school teacher makes a point of saying that they don't say dead she doesn't even say she just mouths it yeah that it's yeah it's a circle of uh you put circle of life death and rebirth i dig it and you know howie's like such a dick about that whole thing Mm-hmm. Uh, like where he's like, why don't you teach Christianity in this school? <laughs> and she's like, because it's a school. Because it's a fucking school, dude. What do you? Her, her rebuff to it being a comparative mm. religion subject. Yes. Hilarious. I loved it. Sick burn. <laughs> it was school really teacher. <laughs> she was so cool in that initial scene. And then she just bugged the shit out of me the rest of the movie. Really? She just was so mean to Howie. And I, now that how looking at Howie. I guess. Now, that I never had that perspective because, yeah. like, I immediately have hated Howie oh, from yeah. the first time I watched this movie <laughs> from his first interaction <laughs> on screen. Well, I'm, I'm watching it and I'm going, okay, are we rooting for Howie? So I'm watching it kind of rooting for him, like but I'm through his lens. Yeah. yeah, but I'm also laughing at Howie because it's like, well, of course they're not studying Christianity. <laughs> Howie, how fucking dumb are you, man? If Ned Flanders was a sergeant, <laughs> this would be that guy. If Ned Flanders was like intolerant yeah. on top yeah. of being Ned Flanders. It really, it really, yeah, that's a good, good his, comparison. Like his cousin, Ted Flanders, who's yeah. just a real dick. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's just so much good symbolism in this movie. Throughout the whole, throughout the whole thing, I mean, they're just like every scene you can tell they did their homework there's something in like literally every scene yeah he goes back to the graveyard and he's like talking to like the simpleton that's the graveyard keeper (laughs) (laughs) he's like why is what's going on in this graveyard why are there trees and he's like well that's where we've planted trees and according to their name (laughs) yeah and then fucking moron howie doesn't really pick up on the fact that there's a rowan tree planted on an unmarked grave like come on howie his like his big break in the case in air quotes Mm -hmm. is that there's an empty desk in the school (laughs) (laughs) yeah whose desk is that I don't know. I don't know one's. I don't. Who knows? She's out sick. Who, who cares? That was who my cares? first thought. I'm like, a student's out sick. That's how elementary school works. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah, but whose desk is it? And they're like, nobody. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And whose desk is it? Nobody. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Let me see your role. And she's like, what the hell? No. Yeah. Or do you have a warrant? And he fucking like ignores <gasps> that's, it. That's it. Seizes oh, it. That's the moment where I was like, oh, you're yeah. not. You don't give a shit about the law. Uh, you just want that kid. Yeah. He's, he's trying to get that kid, man. Yeah. Got to get that at all costs. What was with the beetle on the nail? Was that one girl really messed up, or was that just like a thing they did? I have no idea what that is. I meant to look that up. But I was writing all this shit on quick. it. See if you can find something. Yeah. 
Because they wouldn't intentionally show something like that without it being a thing. And it was exactly. a very over. It wasn't just like off to the side. Like they focused on that for like a solid two minutes. Yeah, a- absolutely. Like because there's another scene with an uh, like an amphibian where the candy shop mm-hmm. owner like puts a frog in the little girl's mouth. Yeah, to get rid of the uh, sore throat. Yeah, to give the croak to yeah, the frog. Exactly, which is like awesome, like sympathetic magic. Yeah, and like it's like a transferring of the illness to the frog. Right. So I can't imagine that the beetle on the nail isn't something. I just, I have no idea. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just some, just some hits here. Uh, dancing out at the Stonehenge. It's they, amazing. They have their own hinge, <laughs> dancing their asses off, singing, having a fucking blast. Doesn't it look great? <laughs> Lord Summerisle calls that their divinity lessons. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. And Howie is like not not about it at all. It's, it it is almost silly because it is a very delightful movie, despite you know what ultimately happens. But I, right. I'm, I'm, I'm I am watching it, going, this is they are having such a great time. Everyone is having so much fun the whole time, the whole <laughs> goddamn movie. It's like a utopia, and we're. Watching the bad guy, I guess. Right, and that I has could, arrived that is yeah. condemning the utopia. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, I think I found it. Oh. All right. What is so it? it's from, uh, this is from ElaineMcIntyre.net. Oh, if that good. tells you how old this site is, like a true GeoCities page. Um, <laughs> Finally. Yeah. Good. But what it says is, like the beetle he finds tied to a nail in Rowan's empty desk at the school, slowly winding itself closer to death. <gasps> oh, he it's moves him. inexorably <gasps> and unwittingly towards his fate. Oh, oh, nice. Man, Damn. this movie's good. That's, That's good. That is really good. I knew there was something to it. I didn't yeah. know what it was. I kept but thinking it was a, like a, I don't know, a magic a, thing. We yeah, both like watched it pretty late last night. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, man, so, the, so moving past the hinge with people dancing around it and singing. Did you notice that, uh, sorry, mm. to, like, there's no, another go good ritual aspect yeah. of that, that while they're doing this ritual, no one there is pregnant. Because all the pregnant women are already in the fields, yes, like tending to the plants, right? I so good, that. yeah. yeah. That's good. <laughs> I I feel like because the writer, because it, it's based off that book Ritual, and I, I say based off, it's, yeah, it's I haven't it read is. the book, but I've heard that it is it. Yeah, I, okay. yeah, I was reading something about it earlier, and they're like, no, it's a pretty direct take from that. Oh, yeah. okay, cool. Um, so with with uh with that, it felt like they wrote this. This movie essentially with Howie as like a catalyst for exploring this thing that's just happening all on its own. That makes sense. Yeah. Like if if you look at it from like he's the like the thing that allows the audience like this like private look at this closed society. Yeah. Because I I got the vibe the whole time that all every single thing you saw in the movie was carefully researched. That so many other horror movies really fuck up where they just go oh cult shit. Here's like a, you know, like there's like scrawl on the walls. Yeah. It's in blood. You and, know, they've killed an animal. Right. Et cetera. And, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's about it. With this one, it really does feel like it's just carefully researched. So yeah. every single thing you see. In fact, the, the whole, uh, even down to the little frog in your throat thing, every single thing. It's so good. Yeah. And it, and it all means something. It, One of the things I had read, like when they were getting ready, like when they were pitching the movie and everything, they basically said, look, all of the horror movies right now are very focused on the viscera and the gore and just like, oh my God, he's got chopped in half and he's dead now. Yeah. And they're like, that's really cheap horror. They said, we mm-hmm. want something that's 
more thrilling and just more weird and creepy than anything yeah. else. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I think you I think you nailed it. You know, mm-hmm. he's like Howie's very much a Mary Sue. No matter how much we can't really relate to him, we still Mary kind Sue. of do. Yeah, he's a negative Mary Sue, almost an antagonist. Yeah. But in a lot of ways he is. We still kind of have to identify through him. Yeah. Except Brett. Because that's, <laughs> that's more especially at the time, like that's mm-hmm. more everybody's exposure. Like most people are not True. In a pagan mindset at that point. So everybody else is probably going, yeah, it is really weird that you guys are, you know, eating yeah. frogs because you have a sore throat. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so you're it's d- weird, but it's, oh, it, he's it like definitely the, makes sense. He's the yeah. audience surrogate. Exactly. Right. Yeah, from like a more, and you know, that would make sense. It's more mm-hmm. like closed off, like intolerant time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I that, that does make sense. Yeah. Like you're right. There was definitely an uptick in the interest for it. And I think that's why it did really well in those certain circles. Well, yeah. it was a counterculture thing. Right. So it wasn't like general public opinion. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I guess how he represents the general public opinion side. Yeah. So it's interesting watching it now and going like, oh, yeah, how is the worst? How he's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's awful. He's the bad guy in a lot of ways with this movie. <laughs> I mean, they certainly at the end of the day, how he did get burned in a big wicker man to death. To death. <laughs> like he was definitely right. And that's probably the worst. Part. <laughs> right. I think that is the worst part is how he is right. Absolutely weird. Because we've been shitting on him now for a, a while, and <laughs> yeah. then he ends up being right. He does, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's like the one black mark on Lord <laughs> Summerisle's whole experience. He did, he did sacrifice a guy. Uh, yeah, I know, I know. But he was really cool about it the whole <laughs> so time. Cool. He's like, you came here of your own accord. You he, did this to yourself. That That's whole right. explanation of yeah. what happened is, mm-hmm. I think, one of the best, like, horror reveals yeah that i've i've seen in a and you know I've, i'm a huge horror nerd yeah so like you usually don't get that like mm-hmm. retrospective chilling, look yeah. back at what was happening yeah and the whole fucking thing was a setup yeah like, the whole time getting him to the island he's mm-hmm. the lawman with the power of the king who is a virgin, virgin. who is a christian yeah who is like all of the things he's that would a, make he's a bingo card <laughs> of, <laughs> Of, like, the fucker they'd want to sacrifice. Right, because it's like, yeah, they could kill one of their own. Sure. But, you know, and they would probably be okay with that, mm-hmm. like, if it was somebody that they chose. Yeah. And, uh, but they needed a really potent sacrifice. Yeah, absolutely. And he just ticks everything. Yeah. And his whole speech to him about, like, the trial through the May Day parade, right? Mm-hmm. Like where mm-hmm. he knocks out the hilarious seventies gay innkeeper who I love. <laughs> yeah. And I wish that I could just hang out with him for a night. <laughs> and he takes his punch outfit. Mm-hmm. He actually takes the fucking fool's journey, which is like a tarot card thing. Yes. Through the yeah. whole town. Mm-hmm. And so he takes the place of the fool. And like the whole point of the fool and the, like the tarot card is like you're you're a fucking fool if you're using cards to yeah. figure out where you're going and you never you don't really have any agency or control over what happens to you yeah. so it's foolish to try and predict the future but you can get little glimpses at right. it. and that's where like the symbolism comes from with it yeah I never really knew that so now thinking back through that whole parade I'm like. He was a fool. Yeah, he yeah. did just put his head in those swords and for no reason. Uh-huh. He was just yeah. kind of like, and they're a right, tarot if you card. say so. Like the six of swords is a tarot card. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. They and, just started hitting all of the tarot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he like he gets, you know, like he's like spanking their butts with his like <laughs> spanker tool. I don't really know what that thing The was. spanker tool. <laughs> <laughs> right. Of and course. I think that if there was any point in time in the movie where Howie would have had a good time, 
would have been right there. Yeah. <laughs> he looked like he was enjoying it at first. He's like, "What? get your bums away from me. And then he goes, okay, I'll Okay, I'm going to play along. Right, come here. Come right. here. You get that come butt on, over boop, 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 boop. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's so funny, too. Like He's like not playing with it at all. <laughs> and then like Summerisle is like in drag. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know why he's in drag. I guess he's supposed to be. I was into it, though. <laughs> it was like a super Frankenfurter-esque moment to yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> he's supposed he's to be this... the goddess? I don't I, know. I don't know what he was supposed to be. He had this long black wig with really, it looked like. Like a like, super share like, wig. Like yeah. Share. It yeah. really was. His face was like painted white and he had like red lipstick on and shit. And he, he was in some kind of like green dress <laughs> item holding two swords. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. I don't know why. Axes. That, that I remember now because he was on the barrels. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they do the whole ale sacrifice. Sacrifice ale. Yeah. Oh, shit. It was just, uh, it was incredible the whole time. And like when he explains like, you're a fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. You came here on your own. You could have left his... Yep. And we gave fact, you every opportunity. They to gave an, an opportunity to leave every time they interacted with him. Mm-hmm. They offered to fuck him, which would make him an improper sacrifice. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> and he wouldn't do it. That that's what I find so interesting is they br- they brought him to the island. So the whole thing is they brought him there to try to find the girl. Right? They being what Summer Isles, Summer Isles inner circle. So then the regular folks on the island kept trying to get him to leave, or they kept trying to. Uh, like fuck him to make him not as uh, yeah you know sacrificial I guess so that seems kind of odd to me and this is less of a cult thing and more of a plot point yeah. thing what what's up with that why did they try to like ruin his I don't know I, the way I looked at it I really think that they wanted him to effectively really make that choice because they already oh, said that uh, he came yeah. here willingly. But like they called him there, it's his job ostensibly. Mm-hmm. So they're like, we need to make sure that you're going to be a really right. good sacrifice. And okay. he did. He chose it every turn. He's like, I want to be here. Mm-hmm. I want to find Rowan. I want to remain chaste. I want like all of these things. He right. he took that bingo card in the beginning, yeah. and then he like plastic dipped it. And he yeah, was like, this is not going to change. This yeah. is my lot in life. So I, like so trials, really exactly. Okay. Oh man, oh, nice. I want. I didn't pay attention to this. It just made me think of it. I wonder if they asked him to leave three different times, because mm. that would be kind of interesting. If that was like be. the thematic choice, I wouldn't be surprised because there's yeah. the one time when the mother says you need to go home. Mm-hmm. The school teacher says you need to go home. Lord Summerisle tells him he needs to go home. And I don't remember if there's any others because the innkeeper doesn't say that. No, the innkeeper Willow definitely didn't fuck. say that. She's no. like, you need to get in this. She's yeah. like, yeah, get in this bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> Which is super small, by the way. Right? <laughs> Tiny bathtub. Yeah. Um, also really hot. Yeah. Good point. That oh, right? For sure. Yeah. 70s hot. <laughs> fuck. So the, the last thing... I kind of wanted to talk about it with the Wicker Man was all of that fucking music. Yeah. yeah. So good. I've been wanting to hear your thoughts on this because you're a music nerd. Oh, man. It was so incredible. I Before we started recording, you told me that a lot of the music was original. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's either original or it's like an existing english folk song that's what i and, and i'd like to do more research into that we might do we might do a sequel episode just talking about the music of yeah. the wicker man because it was i i told madison that this was the best one of the best uh diegetic musicals i've ever seen what does that mean so diegetic versus non-diegetic is non-diegetic is music that the characters cannot hear okay so 
for example, the music- so in in the movie Mamma Mia, all of the <laughs> we'll do Mamma Mia, yeah. When they're when they're when they're singing Mamma Mia, right? The characters themselves within the realm of the story cannot hear themselves. <laughs> Cannot hear themselves singing Mamma Mia. They're singing it to an imaginary audience, for example. So they're being observed. Yeah. And then they are participating with the audience Mm -hmm. by knowing the music. Right, exactly. Probably half and half, because there are some scenes where you can tell they're definitely like, they are willingly participating and going along the story. And then you have the others where they're like singing it to themselves, like, this is my kind of thing right so they kind of see the both sides that makes sense exactly so uh, another example of non-diegetic music is darth vader can't hear his theme song that you know of. but we can but we hear darth vader's ah, theme and you as the audience know right that it's darth vader's theme song exactly yeah okay. so yeah. what's it the motif for it or whatever yeah, yeah yeah which is kind of a whole other thing but non-diegetic music at the end of the day is music that the audience can hear that the characters within the story cannot necessarily hear okay so if we're talking mamma mia with musicals that's getting a little funkier because they're obviously performing the songs right but it's not like they finish performing the songs and share goes wow what a great song we just sang <laughs> you know? okay you know? i'm really glad we shared that yeah. no. oh sorry <laughs> so diegetic music is music that they can hear for example okay. all of the musicians playing at the end of wicker man and they're all singing the song summer is coming in yeah exactly <laughs> and the guy's dying they can all hear that they're all performing it right within the realm or of like the song around the maypole like that was all very intentional to them exactly so, ah, so I, say, good. I say it's a great diegetic musical because all of the music you hear in it for the most part other than like underscoring things right. like that is happening within the the story so the musicians are there they're playing the music in the pub and people are singing those songs in the pub and they can hear it right so within the realm of the story and the plot they're hearing the music that's being performed interesting yeah i, I would never have picked up on that yeah that's incredible i i just love it because it it doesn't happen enough in movies yeah because i'm yeah. really biased i think it should happen more but i love it whenever people are playing music and the characters are hearing it, and it's occurring within right. the realm or the plot. What was your favorite musical moment? In oh, the movie? shit! When they're marching in the parade. At oh, the in end. the May Day parade. It was really incredible. Good. I just want to talk about Lord Summer Isle. Obviously invested in the arts because <laughs> all of the musicians were incredible, like right. world class. Like at the end, with the whole brass band playing, I was going like, "What the fuck." What like, is happening? They don't have a lot of luxuries on this <laughs> island, but yeah. they, they've got a band. Yeah. <laughs> We've got a tuba and yeah. not much else. No apples The tuba right now. was very funny to me. Being it really I was. loved it. I loved that they're... <laughs> that killed me. I fucking died laughing when they're carrying Howie up to the Wicker Man to burn him. Right. And he's going like, no, you're all wrong. <laughs> you have to stop. And the camera pans over and there's a guy holding a tuba. <laughs> <laughs> waiting to play like he's like just so casually watching this guy get sacrificed just waiting for my cue here and he's like oh when do we come in guys do you, do you know what's going on <laughs> like when do we kick it up yeah and it's so, kind of awkward you yeah. know like this. he's like too ready like before yeah. you close the door ah, shit, <laughs> all right stop, stop, stop everyone reset to one yeah back to one everybody so I, I loved it, and I would love for someone to write a Wicker Man musical 
just using the songs from the movie. Oh, that would be so yeah. good. That way they can everyone can hear this. Uh, it was just so good. That I would be it. amazing. Right? Because it's it could be a very good performative art it, piece. It could. Yeah. yeah. You heard it here first, folks. We're copywriting this it. This is it. Wicker Man Musical 2019. Oh, we not, get moving. We're already halfway through. <laughs> not fair use. Don't come towards it. Yeah. Did we copyright it? We, it's that, now copywritten. We did it. Great. Excellent. Yeah. So, final thoughts on the movie? I give it two thumbs up. Two thumbs up from Ethan. Yeah. Why? <sighs> Fuck Howie. You know? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, two thumbs up because I could tell that they did their homework, and I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. On it. Yeah, I yeah. definitely echo that sentiment. Like, I think two thumbs way up just because it's really well done. It was very purposely made. You know, this was like, mm-hmm. there was not a lot of sloppy anything in this. It yeah. was, everything had a purpose. Everything was thoroughly researched. And mm-hmm. it was just like, it gave you a really good sense of curiosity and then a little dread for him and, yeah. and like everything. It was just really, really well done. Brett, I'm going to give this two thumbs up. It is obviously one of my favorite movies. Yeah. And uh, the reason why I like it, very similar to you guys, everything in this movie is purposeful. Mm-hmm. It is very well researched. It's like I'm reading, or excuse me, I'm watching a 70s pagan book unfold as a fucking drama. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, like even today, you don't really get nope. in any yeah. popular media format. And to me, I it's, think, like, not to cut you, but oh, I think, like, the closest would be. Probably Sabrina, like not to be not to be Marlon <laughs> yeah, right. but like it, it really in. it really does get that level. Like it's very deep, um, deep mm-hmm. folklore things that yeah. they pull up for that. They show. do their homework in it. Yeah, yeah. Good. That and also the witch. I think yep. uh, Ooh. we could talk about the witch. I could talk about the witch all day, baby. all day. Maybe we'll have to touch on that one. Yes. a little bit later. Damn, man. All right. To me, it reads as just like the unfolding of everybody's interest in the occult and mm-hmm. paganism in the like 70s counterculture community yeah. made into a movie for that audience and then also to shock the <laughs> traditional viewer as well, which I think it does a good job of. I think so, absolutely. And I, you know, it's a horror movie at its core. Mm-hmm. To me, not super scary at all there because is. it's something that I would just go participate in yeah. myself. <laughs> There, but there are zero jump scares in it. The there's so an overwhelming sense of dread, <laughs> and when yeah. they reveal the fixture of the Wicker Man, yeah, and it's like at sunset on the cliff. There's fucking animals in it. Yeah, no one is talking. There's no music playing. Yes, and it's just like the monumental fixture. And then it, the camera pans over to Lord Summerisle, who's like got his arms outstretched, yes. and the sun is going down behind oh. him. And oh shit, it's just like when you're like when that moment happens, and you're just like, mm-hmm. oh fuck, they're doing. Doing this. Yeah, they're going all in on yeah. this. Uh, Even as somebody that loves it and finds everything else they do innocuous and beautiful, mm-hmm. that part is still kind of scary. It is. And his like closing statements of like, you have come of your own free will to the appointed place. Come, you have an appointment to keep with the wicker man. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it gives me chills when Christopher Lee yeah. like delivers that one. That deep voice. Uh, like, oh, shit. You're like, oh, this is about to fucking happen. Yeah. And then it does. <laughs> I think that closing shot of like the, the head of the Wicker Man eventually collapsing and you just mm-hmm. see the sun setting over the over the horizon yeah. was so powerful because there's nothing. There's no... Like there's a little bit of, like you get him praying and him just mm-hmm. like pleading and everything, but then it just 
fades. Yeah. It fades. You know they're behind you, but the camera's staring at the head of the Wicker Man. It collapses, and then you just see the sun setting and the credits roll. It kind of sets was over so its shoulders. Well yeah. Oh. It was so good. And you know that the gods accepted it. Yeah. And everything oh, was going to sure. be okay. Oh, yeah. And yeah. finally, Howie was gone. <laughs> <laughs> So it's a happy ending all around. It is. <laughs> well, the the song at the very end is so fucking happy with that they're all singing. <laughs> Discord it mm-hmm. with the scene. It's just so nuts, and I love it when they do that. When when different musicals or movies do that, where they play like overwhelmingly happy music over something terrible happening. <laughs> Like all those animals and Howie just getting burned to death, and they're just like they've Summer got the is a yeah. <laughs> they've got the arms going, and they're like yeah, play it again. Yeah. Oh gosh, it is uh, truly a wonderful film. And it if is. you guys haven't seen it, mm-hmm. this has spoiled everything for you. <laughs> but uh, honestly, I think you could still get a lot out of it. This is not a movie where. Like, yes, the twist matters, yeah. but I think it's not something that's going to take away from your enjoyment of it purely because of the detail. Yeah. Yeah. If you guys like folklore, if you guys like weird occult stuff, if you like paganism nominally or anything involving mythology or magic mm-hmm. practice, you're going to enjoy this movie. Yeah. And if you like those things, there's a good chance you listen to the show. So yeah. you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that about does it for this one. I think that's one. it for Wicker Man. Yeah. I think so. If you guys like this one, we'd be interested in exploring more folk horror movies and what we like and didn't like about them. Yeah. So feel free to give us some feedback on Patreon, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, email. Yeah. Uh, you know, get a uh, bird, tie a letter to it, <laughs> just throw it out the window, yeah. it'll get here. Use one of Daenerys' sure. ravens because those things apparently have jet engines. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and in fact, even if you didn't like it, I think we're probably going to do another one. Probably. I'd like to do I one. I think so. I had fun doing this. Yeah, and this was good. I like note-taking while I'm watching stuff because yeah. it makes me realize why I like it even more. Yeah. And it's not passive viewing anymore for me. So. It's not. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, great. Great. Good episode, guys. If you liked us, follow us on Apple Podcasts. Give us money on Patreon so we can do cool shit like this for you. We also have like cool merch and stuff. If you haven't seen it on our Instagram, get up on that uh, because we've got pins, stickers, all them hot tracks. Uh, <laughs> if you want more bonus content, hit us up on Patreon. We've got extra stuff coming to you guys at least once a month, twice a month sometimes. It's all that stuff that we hate and wouldn't put to the general public. That's right. Because you give us a little bit of Skrilla, we're going to give you some content. <laughs> I was watching The Wire. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Brett. Take us home. All right. Well, thank you so much. This has been a another thrilling conclusion to Go Folk Yourself, an American podcast, the subsection Deep Folking, <laughs> talking about folk horror and the masterpiece, The Wicker Man. Be never still to
Oh, God! Oh, Jesus Christ! 